guys. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to get to speak to you guys this morning. Um, the placement of this week is a little interesting with John starting on Monday and then Chris Bounds on Wednesday and then me today. Thank you for that, John. But, <laughs> but that's not what it's about. It's not about who's up on stage speaking. It's about God getting a chance to just rest with us this morning and speak all the things he wants to. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. So will you guys just bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your presence here this morning and the plan that you have for this morning and the ways that you're going to work in my heart and in everyone's heart in this room. And God, I just pray that the meditation of my heart and the words that come from my lips will be honoring and glorifying to you and you alone because you are all that matters this morning, God. So just say the things you need to say. Open our hearts to what you want to teach us this morning. You are so good. You are so good. And we praise you and we love you. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get right into scripture. So if you guys have your Bibles or your cell phones or whatever, go ahead and open up to Isaiah chapter 40, and I'll be reading from verses 27 through 31. It's also going to be up on the screen. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint." My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. We've all been there. We've all asked questions along these lines of, God, why are you hiding your way from me? God, why can't you just tell me what's going to happen? I've been there. I'm very much there right now. Um, so, yeah, I want to tell you guys a little bit just about me um, all of my friends or people that know me are about to roll their eyes. But the first thing, I absolutely love Disney. I am Disney obsessed. I've grown up on Disney. I love everything about it. I collect Mickey ears. I know. But um, so I've grown up watching Disney movies. And I'm not talking about Star Wars because Star Wars has not always been a Disney movie. And we've talked about it too much this semester. I'm talking about the classic Disney fairy tales, Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, all of those things, those are what, oh, I love, I know every song, everything. And I've grown up wanting that. I've grown up wanting my fairy tale, waiting for my Prince Charming or Prince Eric because Little Mermaid was and still is my favorite Disney movie. Yes. <laughs> but I've just been waiting for that all through high school. I was just, I'm that typical little girl that's been dreaming about her wedding since she was really little. Um, but something else you should know is I have never dated. I've actually never even come close to dating or being in a relationship. Um, I'm the really great friend. <laughs> I'm the friend that goes out to dinner and then pays for her own meal every single time. <laughs> and there's a three to one ratio, so I know there are other people with me on that. Um, so yeah, I got to this place and that honestly caused a lot of like insecurities in my life and just feeling like the scripture said disregarded. And I got to this place, well, I've gotten to it multiple times, but the one I remember is last year sometime where I got to this place and I just remember being on my knees crying out to God saying, God, why won't you just give me what I want? 
Why are you making me do this? Why isn't this happening? What's wrong with me? And I remember him saying, and I remember him saying this so clearly, it's coming, just wait. Waiting. A word so many of us, including myself, just cringe at the sound of it. And what was even more frustrating about this is there was that vague statement of, it's coming. So I'm asking questions like, is it a guy in coming tomorrow? Maybe? No? Um, But no, I missed the fact that there's actually a little promise in there. It's coming. But I completely missed that because God wasn't telling me exactly what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear who, I wanted to hear when, and I wanted it to be soon. And he wasn't telling me that. I'm sure you've had those moments too where you've either felt the Lord say to you, just wait. Or you've had your friends say, it's okay, it's coming, just be patient. We've all had those and we're feeling, we're not hearing what we want to hear. So we feel, we don't see the promise in that. We don't see the promise of something that is actually coming. I bet that's how the Israelites felt in this. In captivity, actually, is who Isaiah is talking to. He's talking to the Israelites during the time that they were in Babylonian captivity. And that was not a good time for the Israelites. The Babylonians wanted nothing to do with the Israelites' God. And they didn't want them to have anything to do with their own God. They were punished for their faith. They were disregarded for their faith. And you can imagine them saying, God, why are you doing this? We're your chosen people. We're so sick of this. We're sick of captivity. What we forget in these moments and what the Israelites forgot and feeling disregarded is what actually is going on behind the scenes. So let's look again at verses 28 and 29. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. God is at work. When we feel tired and we feel hopeless, he will not grow tired or weary because he is the creator of all things. He will increase the power of the weak because he is the everlasting God whose understanding no one can fathom. Why do we worry and allow Satan? Because it is Satan. It is Satan the one that's allowing you to feel disregarded and unwanted. Why do we allow that to happen when we have the everlasting God working on our behalf? And then there's the second part of that, whose understanding no one can fathom. Now, I don't see that as God saying, oh, this waiting period you're about to go through, yeah, it's going to suck. You just wait. You don't even know. No, that's not who God is. That's not who the everlasting God is. He's saying This thing that I'm going to give you, this thing that you're waiting on, is going to be so good that you can't even possibly begin to picture how good it's going to be. You just have to wait. Like I said, I did get to this place around last year where I just felt completely unlovable and unwanted. And I began to think that that's how God saw me. Because no one around me wanted me in the way that I thought. I thought, well, God must not want me then either. God must not want me to have what I want. And I had this really, really wise, amazing friend share this picture with me that I think her mother shared with her first. And she said to me, she said, Casey, that's not how God sees you. Do you think of it like this? Let's pretend you got your mom or your dad like the best Christmas present ever. Like they don't even know, they can't even comprehend how good it's gonna be. It's better than anything they've ever gotten. And you say to them, you say, mom or dad, I wanna give this present to you so bad, but it's gonna be so much more worth it if you wait until Christmas Day. That's how God sees it too. 
He's not up there taunting you saying, um, I'm just going to wait for you to be perfect and then maybe we'll see. And standing really far away, just, just removed from it and just standing there with his arms crossed. No, he's there beside you saying, no, I promise I want to give this to you so bad. It's going to be so good. But it's going to be so much more worth it if you wait until your Christmas day. My mentor in high school, more of like a friend now, actually shared this image with me as well the other day. And she said, that makes me think of a vineyard, which a vineyard is where you grow grapes to make wine. But we're not going to talk about wine. We're going to talk about grape juice. Um, But when you grow grapes, if you pick them too early and you eat them, they're sour and they're gross and they don't make good grape juice. But if you wait and you wait for them to grow and reach and develop and reach their full potential... They're so good, and they're sweet, and they're delicious, and they make really good grape juice. So you have to let it reach its full potential. You know, honestly, waiting is a thing that's going to always happen throughout life. There's always going to be something that you're waiting for. I mean, the Israelites dealt with that too. Looking back a couple hundred years, they started in Egypt, and they're in slavery, and they're saying, okay, God, we're ready. Can we get out of this now? And then they do, and they move, and they move through the Red Sea, And then they get to the desert for 40 years and are waiting for this promise of the promised land. And then they're going to the promised land and they get there and they're in captivity again. You can imagine what they're thinking and just saying, God, why? But then when we look back and we see the scripture and we remember who God is, that's when waiting can become so much more beautiful because we see that he is the everlasting God. He is the most loving God and he wants to strengthen us and develop us as people and give us power What are you waiting for? For me, it's a guy. For you, it might be a girl. Or it might be graduations coming up really soon. For you, it might be, God, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with this degree that I'm about to get. Or it might just be this summer. I don't know what I'm going to do to make money. Or it could be you're waiting for an apology. Or you're waiting to finally get that approval from your mom or your dad or a loved one. Or you're just waiting for healing, physical healing or emotional healing, but you just want those pieces to finally be put together. What are you waiting for? And who do you know God to be? The everlasting Father who loves you more than you could comprehend, whose understanding no one can fathom, who wants to strengthen you and give you power. But now you might ask, okay, how do I get that then? How do I get that strength? How can I receive that from the Lord? If we look into the next verses... Verses 30 and 31, he says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There it is. Hope in the Lord. What's interesting about that, and I actually kind of find it quite humorous, is in other translations, to hope in the Lord also says to wait on the Lord. I know there's that word again. But what that Hebrew word actually is defined as is meaning, it literally means to expect or look eagerly ahead with confident expectation for the Lord. Going into a waiting season with confident expectation of the Lord means going into it excited for what he wants to do, not necessarily how how you want it to end. Because again, remember his understanding no one can fathom. It's not going into it looking for exactly what you want, but it's going into each and every day of that season looking for God and knowing that his plans are better than anything you could ever imagine. 
in high school, I, like I said, I never dated, and I struggled really bad because I was one of those girls where my, if my crush got anywhere near me, I would shut down. Like, I could not speak. I would turn beet red. It was bad. And I was at that point where, like, it was awkward, but I couldn't quite embrace the awkward. So, like, it just wasn't good, and I couldn't say anything. And I would come home, and I'd be so upset. And I'd be like, why is nothing happening? I don't understand. Like, no one even really talks to me. I don't get it. And my dad would look at me and be like, Casey, you're not doing anything. Guys are clueless. You got to give them something. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm like, but no, I don't want to do that. I want my fairy tale. I want my prince and prince charming to come see me in the shadows and come save me. Or in another fairy tale, I kind of wanted to look something like this. I wanted to sleep. I wanted to just sleep through it and then finally just wake up and have the Lord just plop in my lap exactly what I had been waiting for. Looking back now and realizing that I wanted to sleep and I was honestly sleeping, I'm realizing how many beautiful moments that the Lord placed in my life that I allowed to be ruined or that I completely missed because I was looking for the thing. I wasn't looking for the Lord. Whether it was just a beautiful day and I didn't see it because maybe I got scared and didn't talk to the guy that day and so I didn't even get to appreciate the sunshine. Or in my senior year of high school, I got an awesome opportunity to get the mighty be able to go to this incredible youth conference with Wesleyan teens from all over the country. And it was ruined for me because the guy wasn't going to be there like I thought. I missed those moments where each and every day the Lord is fighting for me. And I missed it. The Lord is fighting for you and we miss it because we don't want to have to deal with the waiting period. We just want to sleep. Can you imagine how cool that would have been if Aurora like woke up from her sleep and then saw Prince Philip fighting for her? Like, whoa, that's, yeah, that's cool. If you open your eyes and see, that's what the Lord's doing for you each and every day. He's fighting for you and he's working on your behalf and he wants to bless you every single day, even in the littlest things. He wants what's good for you because he's a good father. But again, when you wake up, wake up with expectancy. Things aren't always going to be easy, let's be real, because, you know, life's lived in the real world, not the happily ever after world. Some days will be easier than others. Things will be hard, but the thing is, Isaiah tells us a little bit about what the Lord wants to do in each of those times. At the end of verse 31, he says, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. When I first read this, I was a little, like, It's weird because our minds tend to want to think smaller to bigger. So naturally it would have been they will walk and not be faint. They will run and not grow weary. They will soar on wings like eagles and then everything will be good. But no, he actually says they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And then sometimes they'll walk and not be faint. But don't sleep because nowhere in that scripture does it say sleep. It doesn't say that. Interesting, I know. There will be times where everything's good and you're pretty happy. You're seeing the blessings, you're seeing the sunshine and you know that God is good. He'll lift your wings to soar. And then there will be days where things are wearing on you a little bit harder and you're saying, God, I really want to know what job I'm going to have or I really just want to be healed today, but it's okay. You're the everlasting God. You're the creator of all things and he'll give you strength to run. And there will be days where it will just consume you and you'll say, God, I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of this. He'll give you the strength to walk and not be faint. But don't do the sleeping beauty sleep. Don't sleep through each day. There's a blessing 
waiting for you at the end of this season. But again, each and every day is filled with blessings because we don't serve a temporary God. No, he works every day for you, for each and every one of you. Who are you going to be while you wait? Who do you know God to be in your life? Who do you need to realize God is in your life? What do you need to remind yourself of? His understanding no one can fathom. That's so interesting. He wants what's better for you. And it'll be better, and the timing will be perfect. His timing is perfect. That's another one of those things where we get so sick of hearing that, and it might be overdone a little bit, but don't let it be overdone because it's absolutely true. God's timing is perfect. I'm not going to phrase it any other way because that's exactly what it means. His timing is perfect, and it's better than anything you could ever imagine. Who are you going to be while you wait? Are you going to be passive or are you going to wake up and hope in the everlasting God who's the creator of the ends of the earth, who's working on your behalf every day and wants to give you good things? We're going to go back into a time of worship. And I really just want you guys to feel free to use this space in whatever way you feel necessary. You can come up to the altar. You can sit in your chair. You can lie face flat in the, altar, or in the aisles. Do what you need to do. Identify where you are. Remember who God is and allow him to just love on you and comfort you and give you the confidence to keep going. Give you the confidence to soar or run or walk. But wake up and don't sleep. Go into this waiting season eagerly looking and hoping in the Lord because, guys, he's never going to let us down. He's good. He is never going to let us down. Can I pray? And then you guys are free to go. Heavenly Father, we just praise you so much for all that you are. Thank you for being the everlasting God and the creator of the ends of the earth whose understanding we can't fathom. It's just that good. Continue to work in our hearts and develop us as people as we grow through this waiting season. And let us be a season of beauty and a journey with you by our side the whole way. Thank you for your faithfulness, God, and thank you for being a good father and for loving us. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.